it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. That's pretty exciting, right, Omega? Indeed. Yeah, right. HIAC Talk Radio is always exciting. Get in there. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, Cardiac! I think you broke it. Look what you made me do! And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio! Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, on your screen right now is the guy who ate... Luke Harper. He's the fat Luke Harper. And that was according to uh, some guy in the chat right now or some girl. Terra, or, Terra, Terra Clouds? Terra Clouds. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that was funny. Uh, I had my first uh, Twitch spam music, but welcome to HIC Talk Radio. We're going to start light. We're going to try to end light, but this episode is going to be mainly a downer because uh, we weren't going to do another episode before the end of the year. But. Um, <sighs> Big things happen. Actually, there's two. I think we could riff on the other. Um, but let's let's talk about the unfortunate big news uh, in a second. Of course, I'm Dick Alchico, Dan Lighty Three, Mark at Go Thompson on Twitter, and hashtag of course Fat Luke Harper. Fat Luke Harper. We're gonna hashtag it every time now. I'm gonna hashtag <laughs> on the end of every episode. And the star of the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Craig Legans. Find him at Craig, Craig Legans. Very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Hashtag moth. Hashtag moth. Very good. Man, man of the hour. Every man hour. of the hour. Man of the hour. Too sweet to be man sour. Yes. I want to thank everybody for coming in the room. Aaron, I figured it out. Socks, excuse me. I figured it out before he got in here. Uh, Matt was here just letting him do it. Didn't help me at all. No, I'm kidding. Um, but now I know how to ban people. Huzzah! Huzzah! So I can't wait for all the other uh, spam accounts that are going to start coming in now. Well, uh, once again, we've got the hashtag Fat Luke Harper. Let's Fat Luke Harper. We got it now. We're, we're here. So, uh, and Shauna is on the way on the other side of the world, and that's confidential. But anyway, uh, yes, we said Fat, Fat Luke uh, Harper because somebody called Mark that, but we are here for one reason. And uh, unfortunately, is it is the passing of uh, John Huber, Huber 
who you also know as Luke Harper and also known as Brody Lee. Um, I listen. It was a man. Yeah, it was like, a, what a buzzkill. But buzzkill is the way put, is putting it lightly. Yes, um, I, I know. No, no, go, go ahead. You guys go, go. I'll, I'll chime in. But uh, so, so what? For, first off, I wasn't really familiar with him until he was Luke Harper. The White family is wow. really what brought. It, it, I knew who he was because I someone told me, "Hey, there's this wrestler that looks like uh, the dude from Mallrats and Bruiser Brody had a baby." And I was like, "That's cool. Let me look at him." And I saw him, and I was like, "Damn, that's exactly what he looks like." And I was interested in him, but like I, I was just kind of out of the wrestling loop. And then all of a sudden, the Wyatt family happened, and the Wyatt family is what brought me back into professional wrestling, oh, wow. um, especially with them in the Shield. And I just, I'm like, you guys know I'm a huge Ray Wyatt person, and that's fine. But, like, I feel like the Wyatt family was just doing, like, cool, weird things that, like, you couldn't get away with, like, that didn't exist in wrestling for a long time. And, like, I don't know. Luke was just such a, like, when he was Luke Harper, Brody was when Luke Harper was doing some neat stuff. Like, I feel like he was underutilized, of course, in the WWE. And then it's finally a AEW man, and it feels like, they built this character, this 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 creation that like is perfect for his 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 brain. Like, I think that's something that AEW does pretty well. Uh, if they have a guy that knows how to take the ball and run with it, they just kind of let them go, and they do it. And if they're if they're a home run, they're a home run. Right? Am I wrong on this one? Is it? Um... I think AEW, one of their downfalls, Gogo, uh, is that they give the wrestlers freedom, but that's also the to their detriment because they give the, the wrestlers too much freedom because there's no head booker. Everyone is in charge of their own angles. Chris Jericho has, does his own thing. The Young Bucks are in charge of the, uh, the tag team division. Kenny Omega is in charge of the women's division and his own angles. So there's no, but as far as Luke Harper goes, or, or, uh, the the Brody. exalted one, Brody Lee, in AEW. Um, I thought it, it's I I saw him as Brody Lee in in the Indies. I saw him in CZW and I saw him in PW as Brody Lee. And the, the and I know he got the name because he was a big Mallrats fan and he he was called Brody as a kid because he looked like the Brody character from Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> but when he had that beard and that long hair, and when I saw him, he had the fuzzy boots. He was Brody Lee, and he's the closest thing to Bruiser Brody as there ever was in professional wrestling history. And because I'm older, and because I'm a huge Bruiser Brody, Mark, and for bro, yeah, for you younger fans, the Bruiser Brody uh, still exists on uh, on YouTube, thankfully. But having having seen him live multiple times, I was, um, and I was just as down about his death about the original Bruiser Brody's death as I am about John Huber's because that was as close to a Bruiser Brody as there has ever been. My problem with him being in AEW was his Luke Harper character with the White family was perfect. And he he kept a wild-eyed look. He had the, the great, you know, athleticism for a guy that big, the discus clothesline, very effective. And he never spoke, which is what got him over even more uh, just for being who he, who he is. When he came to AEW, I thought as Brody Lee, 
he would go back to what brought him to the dance and being that a wild-eyed Bruiser Brody-like character, you know, running in on people's matches and kicking the crap out of everybody and then leaving and we never knew if he was a heel or a face or what he was going to do next. When they brought him in, and I understand why they did it, because uh, John Huber is a great spokesman. He can can relay his, his message, but they brought, he had a really stupid outfit and he was a really mild-mannered, suit-wearing, you know, thoughtful, provocative man. And I thought that was all wrong for a guy that looked that big, that, who was that big and that wild-eyed and that... Um, so it, it's weird to say that when he, he was underutilized when he was in the WWE, even though he was a former Intercontinental Champion, and when he finally got a chance to shine in AEW, to me, he was still underutilized because I still thought they weren't giving him, they weren't tapping into the potential that this man could be the next Bruiser Brody, and he has, you have him in your lap, and instead you make him the, the, the head of this 25-man squad. And, and the, uh, yeah the exalted one um but but what the the thing that sticks out above anything else is how much he's loved in both companies unequivocally i, I was gonna say the the but that 20 man five man squad was a laughing like like a, like like just a just a joke mm-hmm. and you put him in charge and all of a sudden everyone's like i don't know man maybe maybe this is cool <laughs> like, like didn't he make the difference between it being like Ah, the fat guy in the mask and the other guy, and then you put you put Brody Lee there, and you're like, oh sh, oh man, what? Oh, this is this is something I can get behind now, and that's what? the. Like, I just want to say that's like the kind of the gravitas that that he brought to something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, like and like like you said, I do feel like it, I, I wish they had gotten to the point where. Uh, the Dark Order was dismissed, and he could just be uh, Brody Lee again. Like I, I had to imagine that was down the line, but just to give someone the the to give someone the face of a joke that felt like mm-hmm. just a bad gimmick, and yeah. for him to pull it to the ground and people be like, "No, man, Dark Order's sweet now." <laughs> like seriously, like didn't you like when you watch Dark Order come down? You're like. Here we go. Oh, man. I think him squashing Cody was the best thing they could do for him and for that group uh, because he really put him over. Uh, and because Cody was untouchable, unbeatable until then, and, you know, and he went through him in five minutes, which was great for him. I thought it, it could have been – imagine how much better that could have been if he was as the wild-eyed Bruiser Brody character, the unstoppable. I don't disagree with you at all. I don't. Um, no, it was the best thing they could have done. I, um, Craig, you and I watched that live while we were doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, I cannot find the footage, uh, the the clip. I'll find it once I get the Twitter working again. But it's on there on Twitter. Uh, the moment he was revealed as that uh, I forgot what the uh, announcement was that he came out mm-hmm. the exalted one. Yeah. Yeah. The exalted one, exalted one, whoever the exalted one was. And he came out and you literally saw me on stream live yeah. as we're, as Craig's doing wrestling story and just, <laughs> it was legit. Like, Oh, they're gonna, 
oh, they're going to give him the world. Thank you. And I don't want to harp too much. On, it is not the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a couple of weeks we can talk about booking decisions from other companies. Yeah. But it's not the time now. And I'll get into a little bit more of that later. But um, it comes off of um, – here's the point I wanted to make. And you guys, I want you to elaborate on this too, because um, Craig kind of touched upon it, and and also keep talking about his career after I'm finished here, please, Mark. Whatever you wanted to get out, do. Yeah, I got I got one more thing. Let's oh go. no, do do your thing, man. You, you're perfect. Uh, I wanted I I did not want to quickly pass this. Mm-hmm. I did not want to overlook this, and it came off of a week where a certain promoter. And a certain part of New Jersey is doing scummy, stupid things again, and wrestling fans continue to let them get away with it. Uh, a summer and a year, uh, everybody, of course, had not a great year for the most part. Um, and, you know, speaking out happened in wrestling, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, wrestling is on fire and not in a pleasant way. Um, where all these bad things were happening, not one, well, one, but not one person who matters has a bad thing to say about this guy. No. Not one. And I think it's important. As bad as this year was, as terrible this this is, 41 years old, mm-hmm. that how it cannot be undersold, understated how many lives this guy touched positively whether how big or small it was whether him uh, a small interaction i've seen i've never seen this many stories coming out about a guy who was wrestling on the indie circuit that worked with so many people for them and not for himself you know what i mean that this is for you this is not about me we're here to get you over that's why i'm here what do you want to do I haven't seen so many positive stories on the road that I have of John Huber, the man. I have never, never, never. All these legends come and go, and there's only somebody who goes, well, you know, he was kind of a dick. And, you know, even mm-hmm. when Roddy Piper died, yeah. as, as, as much as I'm a, a Piper mark, uh, you, you know, it's old wrestling. There's not, it's not all, you know, happy, happy shit mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Not one, Mm-mm. not one person goes, I think John Hoover was a dick because no. it didn't exist. Mm-mm. Doesn't exist. No. I think that's important. It's, it's a shame. And it's not a shame is not a strong enough word to put in these day and age with what's going on in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mean to make you go like this, Mark. I'm sorry, man. Hang on. Just go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, in this day and age that he had to die for these stories to come out, mm-hmm. but it is refreshing to know there are good people in wrestling still on top of all the other bullshit we have to deal with. Yeah. I, his son is getting taken care of. Mm-hmm. AEW is going out of the way to take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk is selling all his merch and it's all going to the family. Pro Wrestling Tees is selling all. John, Mark, if you need to take a break, you can walk away for a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back, come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is selling all his merch. It's all going to the family. Yeah. Um, 
can you remember a time that a wrestler was this revered in such a positive way? Not for a wrestler that was not a huge mainstream star, Dan. Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when we lost Dusty, there was a tremendous amount of that pouring. Uh, and, and rightfully so, because he was one of the biggest box office attractions in, in, yeah, in wrestling history. Uh, John Huber was not. Yeah. And yet, testimony after testimony from people that, especially from people that will go down as a dick, probably, yeah. when, <laughs> when their career is over, when their time has passed. Yeah. But even these self-same dicks had nothing but great things to say about John Huber. Randy Orton's tribute to him on Instagram was <laughs> absolute. I didn't think Randy Orton had a nice thing to say about anybody. Even the He's people like that... The worst. <laughs> yeah. I read the fight crying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, but, uh, yeah, I hear you. I definitely, I was looking for the post. Yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, obviously, uh, Bray Wyatt's um, oh. tribute to him. Uh, oh, that he, broke he, me, dude. Yeah. Oh, signed signed his, his real name, Wyndham, and talked about putting his son over, you know, oh. as part of their deal. And even saying that, you know, I expected us to be, you know, doing jobs in high school gymnasiums, you know, doing old Wyatt family spots in our 70s. You know, uh, no one, you don't, you hit the nail on the head so much, Dan. You know, we all three of us love professional wrestling so much. And, you know, the love the wrestlers, the stories that they have, because their job is unlike any other job on the planet. And you don't make friends a lot. You have coworkers, you have acquaintances, you have guys that you might bump into from time to time on the road, but you never really get close with Every single person that was within the universe of John Huber had a great story or a great memory or just a great time they had. I had no idea that Big E and John Huber even knew each other, but they would spend weekends, you know, watching the text TV messages on man. the couch. Yeah, <laughs> on the couch. So the, the shot that uh, Huber said something about him not having a T-shirt and somebody in merch went and made a t-shirt for him and there was a great picture of Jericho and Huber and Bray Wyatt and Cesaro and uh, all, the, yeah 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 sure. yeah all all wearing you know sure someone like uh Bully Ray who never worked with him still had nothing but great things to say about um about John Huber and you know well it's 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 Tuesday you know what that means and that was his his catchphrase and what? And he said, "What does that mean? Whatever that day means to you, that's what it means." Oh, so, so and he was, how? 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 Uh, how? Uh, na- it's always the nastiest guys on TV that are like the nicest. Yeah, you know, and that is there's no exception. I just uh, just to drive the point home more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, even when you and I and Mark and we were telling stories for about a half hour before the show started. Mm-hmm. And we always remember the bad things. And it's nice to see, I, you know, I'm very, very careful when I tweet about wrestling, about the faults of wrestling fans that I include myself because I'm there, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I hear you all. Yeah, we are. That's the point. We're spoiled. Uh, We're spoiled just, rotten as wrestling fans. And just a side note, when people say, why do you care so much? Why do you fight for it so much? Because something that Craig just said, I fucking love wrestling and I want it to be better. Mm-hmm. Inside and out. But anyway, that's for 
Another podcast for another time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything. No, everything's PG. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, it just I, struck I, me is all. That's all. It just struck me hard how this guy was loved everywhere. I read his wife's goodbye. And that was like the worst thing I could have done. Um, oh yeah, no, that was but, bad timing, dude. <laughs> but it might have been. I think it's Eric, Eric Rowan's. He put up the the fan art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picture. But he always said that. Uh, uh, oh my God! Stop. I'm sorry. I I didn't. Think, I literally didn't think I'd be this upset. I did. Okay. So, when you texted me, I knew how it was going to go, brother. I thought I was going to be cool. I like got it all out of my system like two days ago. Oh my god! Um, he'd always say goodbye forever. Yeah, because he just wanted to go home, and it's—he just wanted to be with his kids mm-hmm. and his wife. And you know what, man? That's that's cool. Yeah. Yes. You know. Even like you guys were saying, guys that are garbage wrestlers, like people that are just, uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm so uh, sorry. Just dig it through. Don't worry about human it. Beings, like in the professional wrestling universe, have nothing bad to say about a man for once. Yeah. Like we went over the, it's, it's it, like, I hate to compare apples to oranges, but we did that Pat Patterson mm-hmm. thing. And it was just like, yeah, everyone was upset, but he was also a shithead. He was just a shithead, you know? And here's a guy that dies, and all he did was everything right for everyone. And that's not, it's just not fair at 41. That's what I said, it. dude. It's not fair. You got that guy up in, 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 in fuckhead Jersey doing the same fuckhead things, and he, he's still here. Yeah. It's hard to not but, be bitter about that. I just, I'm I'm so glad I get to see so much of them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. That that's how we all you're you're il- illustrating how we all feel, Gogo. Because and we and we're just fans. Imagine the people that that well, got to see him. him you know, if I known him, yeah. I, I I don't think I'd be able to recover for weeks. Oh my god! Nobody has. I'm just someone that watched him. Like he, he was a part of my life because he entertained me. He was 
for how long too? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how long have I, like the Wyatt, like I said, the Wyatt family is the reason I watched wrestling. It was so cool. He was mm-hmm. so different than anything else that they'd put out in years. Mm-hmm. Those There's two the, are the only, uh, him and, and um, Eric Rowan are the only uh, reasons I gave a holy shit about uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. The stupidest thing. How yeah. great the Bludgeon Brothers were? They, they, and they shouldn't have been because it was the dumbest thing to come down the pike since 1995. But I was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm sold. Do it. Now give him the championship and let him run forever. I was so mad when they took the belts away from Because here's here, you just let them lay waste to everyone. I was like, you know what? They've got styrofoam hammers. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> let's let's go with it. Let's do it. And they, then all of a sudden, like they're like, nah, just kidding, Usos. Go ahead, go ahead. Greg. They had an opportunity. The WWE did to recreate a 21st century Road Warriors with those guys. It's gonna be amazing. And, uh, they just they well, and it's not the first time they dropped the ball on, on Luke Harper and John Huber in WWE. But I thought that was his last gas. So when they brought out, you know, I, of course the the, the sledgehammers were stupid. But if you're going to have a monster tag team that we just ran over everyone, there you go. A lot of the Road Warriors will let them go. Yeah. Okay. Keep keep them on them for a year. Get them the most. I mean, why is it that the that Undertaker and Kane, the brother of the destruction, had a longer reign than the the than the Bludgeon Brothers? Because they weren't a makeshift tag team. These this was they were just who they they were a team just put together for the reason just to run over everyone. Yeah. Um. And you make them face, and you yeah. sell ten thousand foam hammers at every house show. Mm-hmm. And there's just foam hammers, and every kid's just hitting another kid in the face with a foam hammer, and then yeah. they make ten billion dollars off goddamn Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. I, I just and 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 you can and you always have that, and because Bray's there, you can always have the reunited the Wyatt family at any time. With yeah, once guys. you're bored with it, once you've sold enough foam hammers, you just you're like, oh, just kidding, Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just just kidding. But John Huber was really, and the thing is that that I found out the most about in this past week since his passing, you know, we we love pro wrestling, pro wrestling, we love the pro wrestlers, but we and thanks to this age that we live in now, we know more about the personal lives of the wrestlers we like than we ever did, you know, ever. But I found out we found out more about his love for his wife Amanda and his kids. Because that's the one thing that keeps going through every single tribute to John Huber is his family, is his family, is his family. And that's one thing we take for granted as, you know, now that we know so much about our favorite wrestlers, we know their, their personal lives and, you know, some, somewhere they live and who they live with and all this stuff. But to know that you cannot, you could not say anything or couldn't speak to John Huber without him mentioning his family, his wife and his kids more than anything else. And that, I think, is the most that has stood out that I've never heard from other professional wrestlers. You know, that being a family man is not... Being a professional wrestler and being a family man do not go together. Um, you have, you, you, you're married to a wrestler, male or female. You make peace with the fact that you're never going to see that person. Uh, even even during a pandemic, it's not a, a, it's not a guarantee because they're, you know, they're just not going to be there. 
but with John Huber, you all you heard from anyone who knew him for every tribute he got was his wife, his kids. Because to know John Huber, you just knew that he was a family man. And that's what he loved almost as much as he loved wrestling was his wife and his kids. You know, you think back, like, if if uh, if social media had been around, like, when Owen Hart mm-hmm. had passed away, like, that's well, the only thing. Thank God it wasn't. Like, yeah. I, like, like, would he have been the other guy, like, that you think that, like, would have been, like, like portrayed like this, like like you you Bruiser Brody. Everything I ever watch about Bruiser Brody, mm-hmm. everyone just has positive stuff to say about him. Yes. Like he seems like a real stand up positive guy. Like there's like a couple of wrestlers when you think about down the line, and like when you think about the opposite way. Mm-hmm. God forbid we had the social media we did when uh, just deal with it real quick. Like a Chris Benoit had died. Like mm-hmm. it would like. It would have been horrible. Like the 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 outlash would have been just horrific, and it really kind of changes the way that you you have to deal with something, uh, not not only emotionally but mentally, when it comes to professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like the the whole sport is totally different from like 1998 to now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you said it. Yeah. Uh, no, everybody would have had nice things to say, Owen, except for Steve Austin. For yeah. Well, probably. you know. Okay, Steve Austin. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I was proving your point. It would yeah. have been the one guy. Um, and I was going to – and you know what? I was going to mention the one guy as far as Luke Harper, but uh, John Huber, excuse me. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm not done. He's no longer a problem. I'll, I'll tell you guys off air, but I'm gonna. Okay. I'll, I'll leave that off the podcast because, yeah. you know, since since um, this we started recording, or right before we started recording, it was dealt with, and uh, you know, when you double triple down on something you've done, uh, and I'll explain that off air. Oh wow! Okay. I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, I'm excited now. Uh, don't be, because you just get mad and pissed all over again. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to get mad. I, it, it's hysterical. I, I'm going to get mad. I got mad. It, it just, at this point, if it's three times, they're sad. Oh, it might even be five or six. I'll read them all, unless he deleted them since then. Uh, I'm ex- we'll find like out. We'll, we'll find out. Um, we uh, did want to say something else. What, what else did we want to do in here? Uh, I do remember, I, I do remember the one thing, um, but I also wanted to mention, because Craig can kind of, I think, riff on this, is we lost Danny Hodge. I was just going to say that, Dan. Oh, no. Don't worry about that. We lost, uh, we lost the strongest man in the world. At Christmas Eve, uh, 88 I years missed. old, Danny Hodge. Well, it was a rough week. Yeah, you know, it, it, um, was, it was, once this I happened, saw. it was buried, man. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Hodge passed away on the Christmas Eve. Uh, he was 88 years old. Um, like his last public appearance was, was uh, believe it or not, on ESPN. Uh, this is when he was uh, 80. It was 2006. Um, he even, I think it was, it was 14 years ago, so he was uh, 74. 74. Crushing apples with yeah. his bare hands. He still had the grip strength of 20 men. Uh, he was born with double tendons in his hand. 
And because That's of that, the grip, the grip that Danny Hodge had, even at, at 88, no. could break any man's hand. Um, he was seen as, and what Dan alluded to before we started, that Danny Hodge was seen as the, the strongest man in the world. And you wouldn't know it to look at him. He was, uh, you know, 5'10", 220. But you shake the man's hand, or if he grips you in a uh, a wrist lock on, or a, uh, a cross arm bar, he'll break it. Um, and if he didn't, it's because he just didn't want to. But this was a man who, uh, for all intents, well, I'm not going to say for all intents and purposes, he was the greatest amateur wrestler of all time. Uh, in amateur wrestling, the Danny Hodge Award is just like the Heisman Trophy for collegiate wrestling. He was a three-time NCAA champion. He was the first, go-go, the first, not only the first amateur wrestler, but the first wrestler, period, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Whew. Before Hogan, before Rock, before Austin, for anybody, the first wrestler, amateur yes. or otherwise, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated was Danny Hodge. He was an All-American uh, uh, through, through and through. Uh, in uh, professional wrestling, he was uh, an eight-time NWA junior heavyweight champion. He never went for the heavyweight uh, crown. He knew his limitations. He was Jim Ross's favorite wrestler. He, he went to Oklahoma. He was a Sooner. Um, probably the story I've told the most that the ended his, what ended his career was a car accident that he uh, was involved in. His car went over an embankment and plunged into the river. And not only did he extract himself and swim up to shore, but he walked four miles to the hospital with one hand holding his neck in place because he had broken his neck in the car accident. What? Yes. What? What is happening? So Danny Hodge was. They what? don't make the. They don't make him like Danny Hodge anymore. They never did. Um, but no. He, he was, uh, he, I, I'm guessing somebody needed their ass kicked in heaven because Danny Hodge Lord. Uh, was called home December 24th, 88 years old, the greatest collegiate wrestler of all time, maybe the greatest junior heavyweight wrestler of all time, maybe the strongest man of all time, definitely had the strongest grip. But uh, Danny Hodge could stretch any wrestler on any roster right now, uh, even in death, I'll say, he could stretch you. Uh, if you wanted to, because um, uh, but they don't make them like Danny Hodge anymore. That's uh, yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and not to not to belittle or or to to lessen the the, the loss of John Huber, but no, uh, had Danny Hodge's uh, passing caused that had that you would have seen you have heard just as many stories about Danny Hodge than you have about. John Huber and Danny Hodge stories would have been his prowess in the ring or what he could do outside of the ring and how he helped other wrestlers and put amateur wrestling on the map um, because he, he is a he is a legend period in uh, prof an amateur professional yeah and wrestling period the end the end of the discussion is where you go well he held his own neck up yeah while he walked to the while he, while they walk four miles to the hospital That's after it. a car accident, yeah. What else do we have to discuss? <laughs> yeah. You know? And I, go ahead, Mark. 
can, can I, I, I do have, I do have this one thing that I wanted to talk about. Do me a favor. I'm going to call you out on it on the air. Stop asking me to do things and just do them. No. Um, okay. So, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but, uh, our, our boy, I like to call him our boy because I feel like we are the champions of the champion, uh, of the NWA, Nick Aldis. Yes, our boy. Absolutely. Uh, do, uh-huh. do, do you know that he reached a historic mark as of today, as of like this week? No. No. 800 plus days as NWA champion. Wow. And you don't see uh, that's that like, anymore. That's like Harley race level champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, Actually, Dan, he, he I'm sorry, go, go. He's, he's now third because the longest reigning NWA champion, and Harley race never held it that long when he I, was. I um, think they were talking about cumulative, I guess. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like, but like, his straight reign right now is like it's, one of the longest in NWA history. I know he's like exactly. benefiting of a pandemic, but no, no, doesn't, that, matter. doesn't matter. People are still defending matter. their titles. Get out of here. Um, but uh, but Gogo, uh, Dan Severin is the second longest reigning. I was going to say Dan Severin's on this goddamn list. Yeah. I was and like, the, is Marion Glavin. Yeah, and the only person that held it longer than that in in a generation in more than fifty years was Dory Funk Jr. and he held it four years. And that's and what Funk, I was gonna say. He's he's only he's only got what two more years to beat him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you give you an appre- Yeah, you give you an appreciation how how great Dory Funk Jr. was that he held it for four years, but he held it for four years, which uh but race never held it that long, Flair never held it that long. Um, you know, most of the people that we see synonymous with the NWA champion, NWA title, Terry Funk never held it that long. Um, not Dusty, no one ever held it as long as Dory Funk Jr. did for a four and a half year period. And the only person held it longer than that was Lou Fez. So and that's the other person I was going to say was on the list that I saw. I was yeah. like, I just think a pat on the back should be given to our, like, I feel like, like the guy that we champion for the most that may be the most underrated professional wrestler, Nick Aldis. I agree. The most underrated champion, excuse me. Not underrated professional wrestler, Mm-mm. but he's the most underrated heavyweight champion. Like, like people will tell me about the New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion and how great they are. And I'll be like, yeah, but Nick Aldis. And they'll be like, who? And I'll be like, you know what? I uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, can't uh, Go away. Yeah. <laughs> because because I feel like Nick Aldis could beat people in New Japan. I just I just feel like he could. Right, there you go. I said it. I said I, it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I agree with that. <laughs> now Nick Aldis could uh and the thing is we mentioned uh Harley and we mentioned um Dory Funk Jr. Nick Aldis uh could have wrestled in that era. I think Nick he he's got the look, he's got the body, he's got a great, you know he he's a good interview. He keeps himself in amazing shape. He is someone that would have dominated in the 80s in the territory days. He would have held every title there was in Georgia and Florida and Texas. And it would have been frontline to be an, NW, an NWA champion just because of uh, the way he, he carries himself. He's You can't say that about a lot of wrestlers today that could have wrestled in any era. Nick Aldis is, is one of them. And I think, like, I hate, and I hate saying this, but for a European wrestler to be so damn good, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't have like the the pedigree that we do in the U.S. because like they're just always like trying to. They're, they're, it's like I compare it to craft beer. It's like um, 
the U.S. has been doing it since, like, the 80s. Europe's just doing it now. So, like, they're just figuring it out. And it's, like, it's like light years ahead. He's, like, he's like a million miles ahead of whatever's going on in Europe. Well, the thing is about, and about British uh, wrestlers, they, they, you know, they've been influencing certain British wrestlers, and there was always an American bias because if you were a wrestler from Britain, you were pigeonholed and you were because of the You're way that British, you were, uh, you were, yeah, yeah. And, or, and even just that, I mean, obviously they made great heels, uh, Chris Adams, but um, yeah. also the way, and, and Stephen Regal, but the way that they were trained, it's, it doesn't lend itself to the American style. Nick Aldis was trained in America and just happened to be British. He doesn't have that British uh, uh, paint uh, off him, but he was painted with a British brush the way Billy Robinson was, the way, you know, Chris Adams was, or Tony St. Clair was, or um, uh, even Stephen Regal was. Uh, they, they were, you know, they got their training in England and, and then came over here. But even a guy like, like say, like a Drew McIntyre, who was also trained in, uh, in England and in, in Ireland, he can adapt to any style. Uh, man, and you know what? Can I just say the mm. amount of garbage that I read on the internet in other groups that I'm in on Facebook mm. and how they slam Drew McIntyre. Oh, worst champion ever. Most what? boring champion ever. What I'm like, that? You, uh, the, that group that you quit. Oh, well, there you go. I, I like I like it takes every fiber of my being to not go in there and just light the place on fire every week, <laughs> and then like the I get told all the time, "Oh, I'm a troublemaker." No, I'm not. I'm no, not no, you're just fucking wrong about fucking <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Like That's all. What's the name of the group? Name the name the group. It's like it's like wrestling fans or something. Yeah, okay, well, wrestling fans, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. <laughs> like I feel like I go in there every every time I go in there. I'm like. I'm like the old Paul Heyman catchphrase. I'm like the voice of the voice of the voiceless. The worst? The worst. No. And I, just, like, I get these arguments with these people. And like they're like, they're like, oh, shut up. You're just a pray white guy. And I'm like, I'm not just a pray white. Like, what? Just, 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 just. I, my friend, my friend sucks. I love him dearly. He's a good guy. And I, I, no, I don't have a nasty thing. I don't have a bad, nasty, or mediocre thing say about socks all positive things um has not sat through as many years and i don't mean this as a he doesn't know what he's talking about thing i hate that grandstanding shit well i've been watching wrestlings for 50 years but good for you (laughs) i'm very happy for you um the where that applies though is when somebody says they're the worst champion ever i'm like have you sat through the same 30 years i have watching yeah the band what are hello (laughs) Oh my That's god. WCW two thousand? Oh. That bad? Get the fuck out of here. How'd I edit that fuck when I said fuck like three times before? No, no. Like God Diesel ninety five. I'm a Kevin Nash Mark. He was a truck. <laughs> and he was a truck exactly. His gimmick was he was a truck. He, he was, was a goddamn truck. truck. He was a truck. It's like giving the dinosaur the world championship. In AEW, he's a freaking dinosaur. Go ahead, Craig. You know what? Uh, no, he's actually great. Stop. <laughs> no, um, I love him too. But Craig, after go ahead. Two words: Ultimate Warrior. Oh, there you and, go. And, and General Mahal. Who, yeah. I, like, you, you know what? Like when he first gave it to General Hall, I was like, "Sweet, this guy's gonna get some real good heat." And then nothing happened. Everyone was just like, "But Gender no. held, held it for six months." And uh, I know, well, they, it's a they, long 
it might as well have been 12 years. I felt like I was in prison. <laughs> there, there have been a lot worse champions than, than him. Drew McIntyre is the worst, huh? No. Oh, that's what they were saying. What your, but what is your what's what your is criteria? Your, yeah, thank you. What is your basis to say Drew Mac? First of all, Drew McIntyre is very pretty. Yes. Uh, first first of, all, of all, second of a, all, he's a fine-looking man. He's a fine-looking man. He's a and physical he's, specimen. He's a physical specimen. He's a he's a great wrestler. What what yeah. else do you want from a? Ch- he he's hysterical. I don't want to talk about any more about this oh, until we're like the building on fire. Uh, I'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna claim more of their faces. Yeah. For okay. legal reasons, Please, that's a joke. Two, one. Claim. No, I'm not editing anything. <laughs> I'm not editing. For for legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> um. Greg, <sighs> I want you to take the lead on the last thing here. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, I didn't want to make it all bad, but I figured we we had to talk about it because. <sighs> We had to, but let's bring it back. Let's let's at least end the year with something a little more fun than death. Yeah, and so and this something is always a little more fun than death, which is professional wrestling. Which and is we're almost not, dying. We're, yeah, we're, we're not doing a story in this year on um, this episode. There's no wrestling story in this episode, but I am wearing my uh, official mankind uh, shirt. I uh, actually, in this one, has batteries in it. You can press the certain. Uh, Part Shut of up. the shirt, so it'll have a mankind quote, and they're just and I got one word for you, Sako. But I'm wearing this because uh, twenty. You mentioned 1998 earlier in this episode, and that was 22 years ago. So 22 oh. years ago today was the day that mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mrs. Foley's baby boy Mick won his first. World Heavyweight Championship, fulfilling the childhood dream of a kid from Long Island. And now this match wouldn't take place, wouldn't be televised till January 4th, when the great Tony Giovanni took it upon himself to inform <laughs> the WCW Monday Nitro audience that the title was going to switch over on WWE. They're going to put the belt on Mick Foley. That'll draw some ratings. Well, yeah. guess what, Tony? It did. <laughs> That'll put some butts in the seat. That'll put some butts huh. in the seats. It's the huh after that's like <laughs> Yes. Uh and that would switch the momentum from the from the WCW to WWE because me and a countless other including a young baby Gogo Thompson and Dan Calachico immediately switched over to the WWF to see the title winning effort of mankind over the rock on this date. It, it it happened on TV on January 4th, but it happened live right there um, in whatever city that was. Um, I don't actually know. December, I don't 20th, know December 29th, 1998, 22 years ago today, Mrs. Foley's baby boy, Mick, won his first world title. And what was your memory of that, Gogo? Um, so <laughs> uh, as gro- growing up, like, 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 that was when Brawl was finally hitting his peak. So my brother was the rock. He was like, he was a big rock fan. Right when he turned uh, like a uh, bat, like, like heel, he was like, this is the best dude. And I was always like a kind of a Mick Foley guy. Like man kind of was like, like, here's a guy, like he's like hardworking. He's like a tough little dude. And was like, he's kind of looked like me. I was like, this is my guy. Like, look at him. He's a big, like dumpster fire of human being. He's rolling down the ring, beating people up. 
He doesn't care. So then it happened. Like, they finally started building this feud between The Rock and Mankind. So me and my brother were like at ends with each other. It was great. We used to beat each other up in the living room on Monday nights. It was fun. <laughs> so we're watching WCW, and we would always watch that first hour. And then Tony Giovanni says that, and my brother goes, you got to be effing kidding me. And I was like, what did they just say? I go, did they really just ruin Raw for us? Because, well, we're going over there now. We flipped <laughs> over. We never flipped back. We never changed back. We used to switch back and forth, like, check out, like, on commercials. Mm-hmm. We were so sour that they said that and ruined Monday Night Raw for us. We, we were like, why would you do that? Why, 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 why in the world would you ruin the the one thing that we all enjoy. So we went over there and we watched it. We watched Mick Foley win it. And my brother's like, well, that's sweet, man. Congratulations. Like, your guy got it. I mean, he didn't have it for long, right? Like, he had it for like 27 minutes mm-hmm. total, right? But but still. we yeah. and, he held it, and he held it two more times. Yeah, We would only watch that first hour of Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, of, of Nitro, and then we'd flip over. Just ex- we would sit through commercials at this point because you, we're like, you well, didn't turn off a Buff Bagwell Scott Steiner segment. <laughs> we, would, we would we would just stay on 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 Raw because we're like, well, if we go back there, they're just going to ruin more stuff for us. Mm-hmm. And that that's how I felt. I was like, how dare they spoil what is like one of the coolest things that's ever going to happen in professional wrestling, like. Uh, not only that, like a title change on Monday night was like like such a yeah, mind it blower. Was, it was a big deal. It didn't. It was it didn't a mind happen. blower, especially for the the loser, mm-hmm. the loser of the whole company to win. I don't know, man. I just remember so, it being the 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 Cactus Jack sting mark I was at WCW when they refuted for off and on for two years. Mm-hmm. That I was like. You guys know the WCW mark I was. Yeah. I switched over. Yeah. I, I was like, well, I'm watching that. And here's the after thing. When you go back and watch that episode of Nitro, mm-hmm. it's great episode. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. And then they pull that, and you, you Bischoff told him to do it. Let's place, Let's put the blame firmly where it belongs. Uh, yeah. Bischoff told Tony, hey do this and i think i think fully attests that it's the head that does it like if he just said oh that's great but it was the ha and and mick foley dan has always credited other people with making his career because he said the the head is what got everyone to switch over to watch his title win and it was mr mcmahon after he he uh during the skit where uh Mick went to mankind went to visit him in the hospital Let's and he first put on story, yeah. He first put on the sock and then Mr. Socko, Mr. Socko. And then they leave and get leave, damn it. And all Mr. all Vince McMahon does when the camera's on him is just go, Mr. Socko. And that's what made it. Mick so again, swears it, that if he didn't go do that. Yeah. That that you've never you would have never seen it again. It would have been uh-uh. forgotten. The gimmick would have been a one time thing. But he did that. <laughs> And you heard the crowd go laugh and mm-hmm. applaud. Yeah, that sucker came out of his tights every goddamn week. I'm this. telling you. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, we have to remember, guys. Raw wasn't live every week. They taped 
one, and then they they re, re, they record a live show, two live shows, and so what? One week Raw would be live, and the next week it would be taped. Yeah. So you know, everyone knew kind of what would happen. That's how the only reason that Tony and everyone at WCW knew that Foley was getting the belt because it already happened. Yeah. So every every other week Raw was live. They were and they were going head to head, but uh, WWE taped their shows what, two weeks in advance. But you know what? Hey, man, it changed the landscape of professional wrestling forever. It did indeed. Like, it's literally the, it's the first, I would have to say, like, a pipe bomb mm-hmm. in the history of professional wrestling. Not like, once again, I'm sure you've got better ones, Craig, going back <laughs> in time. But, like, it's the first one I remember distinctly being like, oh, no. Well, oh, no, well, wrestling's different. Go go! The Monday Night Wars are a complete era of professional wrestling in and of itself. But that the the Tony Schiavone, uh, huh, that was a major pendulum swing. Huh. I mean, you can you can pinpoint you know when it started, you know, with Raw, and then with Nitro, Lex Luger showing up on the first Nitro. Oh, I remember and that. Then, uh, uh, Rick- yeah, and Rick Rude being on both shows on the same night at the same time. Or Hall and Nash showing up on Nitro. I mean, the pendulum oh. was swinging back and forth. But Tony Schiavone saying that, telling telling the viewers, the Nitro viewers, what was going to happen on a WWE show, would swing the pendulum WWE's way. It had never really truly swung back. And not do you until ever the. Think, mm-hmm. Do you ever think that like Tony Schiavone was like, like was he buddies with 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 Mick? Yeah, they I mean, they never had a crossword with each other, and and Chivani was like, always like, cool with all like, the others. Do you think he was like ecstatic to be like, "Well, my buddy Mick, he's going to win the world title." Like he had to sell it like shit. But like in you his know, head, I, never, like, I don't know if he ever addressed that. That'd be interesting. I'd be like in his head, like, like wouldn't you love to know? Like in his head, like in the back of his mind, he was like, "My my boy, my buddy that I watched never get a sniff of a title here." In this in this company that wouldn't respect what he's doing, is now the world champion. Like good, like effing good for him. Now I have to sell it like it's a bummer. Do you think that bothered him? Um, I think a lot of what happened in WCW with Tony Giovanni bothered him, and I think and uh, like a lot of the commentators there, and because yeah, and Giovanni is a good guy, but he's towing the company line. He's being he's being told just like Jim Ross is doing now. With AEW, got to get that. Yeah, and it's and it's and you know obviously if you're Jim Ross, you can you don't need this effing BS. Um, but with your Tony Giovanni, <laughs> and you're in the middle of the Monday Night Wars, you know, and this is back when Vince is on yelling in everyone's ear in the headset every year, every day, every week with the war, pretty much. Yeah. So no, Tony Giovanni's never had anything personal against Mick or any of the guys that he's ever covered that he's I ever never been friends th- with. I never thought he did, but like no, I would just love to hear him. Like like I don't think everyone's anyone's ever asked him. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, when you had to make that announcement, in the back of your heart, were you like, "Yeah, my dad, my man did that. Yeah, he did." You know, like like yeah. wouldn't you be stoked? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. like, that's a guy you, you, he, he grew up with him. Like, yeah, like baby face Tony Schiavone <laughs> is, is that, that sting cactus Jack match at Bash at the Beach, right? Yeah. That, that horribly great match 
that doesn't make any sense. I, Bash is. Uh, I Bash. think it would have been. I think it would have been different, Google, if it was if it was Jim Ross on WCW and yes. he had to call it because he and he and Mick were close, and it was actually Jim oh. Ross that got Mick the uh, the the job. At, oh, uh, yeah, no, that would have been a totally WWE. different so, course. So I probably so would have lost he, his job that night. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, 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 but yeah, the call by Tony Giovanni is what made this happen 22 years ago today, folks. Um, not a wrestling historian. We're not doing a wrestling historian, but um, I had to recognize history on this day. I had to break out the Mick Foley Mankind shirt. And I got one word for you, Sacco. <laughs> yeah, we weren't supposed to. Do this. We, were, we we weren't supposed to do this episode at all, but I felt it was nice to speak of John Huber. And Danny yeah. Hodge. And once you mentioned what the anniversary was, I was like, you know what? So we don't go out on the terrible things that have happened this past three fucking days. Yeah. Let's bring up uh, something that was pretty cool. And that was yeah. pretty cool. And, and I, and again, not to bring it back to down, Dan, I sent you a picture of the, the people. This has been a terrible year for every single human being on earth. Uh, this year in wrestling, though, we not only did we lose, oh Don yeah, 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 and yeah. Danny Hodge, uh, and if it was if if it was just and and Mr. Wrestling too, and Tracy Smothers, I uh, oh. went on a little heart, but even if it was just Shad Gaspard, that was enough of some of enough oh. of people saying how many great things about one guy, especially from someone who wasn't he hasn't been with the company in five years. Um, that would have been enough to devastate oh, him. But, forgot Rocky Johnson too, man. Yeah, and Rocky Johnson, and and um, that was so early on. Who? Yeah, who, it feels like ten years ago because this year has been so it's been so long. Yeah, long. But but the people that we lost this year, professional wrestlers that we lost this year, and it's been a horrible year. But we always we'll have this memory as long as we have this podcast, and we can share our thoughts and feelings. They're always going to be a, a part of us. And, you know, they gave us so much with their lives while they were here. They gave us so much pleasure and joy and entertainment and laughter and just and just goosebumps and everything. So for professional wrestlers and the professional wrestling fans, that's why we do this podcast so we can talk and share our feelings with the people that we lost. And more importantly, with the people that we love, we loved all those guys. Even if you never heard of them, they're professional wrestlers. So they're part of the sport that we love more than anything else, which is why we do this week after week after week to give it to you guys, the fans. And we appreciate you listening. And we can all commiserate and hold hands and uh, comfort each other. On that note, I want to thank uh, an old friend, uh, Roughneck, American Roughneck, for the thumbnail of uh, Mr. Huber. Mm -hmm. uh, that he he if you go to his page if you know you know you find his page easily mm -hmm. um but he does art and it's great art that's how i got me a slimer which i'm <laughs> going to use every year now for um halloween um he did a uh, beautiful artwork of uh john huber as uh Brody Lee in AEW, and that's going to be the thumbnail. If you're watching this on video, you've already seen it. Gone to the website on social media. That is what you're going to see. Thank you, Roughneck. I appreciate that. Wow. 
Thank you, Roughneck. Hey, Fat Luke Harper, where can people follow you on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, accordingly, apparently, at hashtag Fat Luke Harper, okay. uh, clearly I should go out and see if that's a Twitter handle real quick and steal it. You should steal um, that, man. <laughs> uh, but at Go Thompson, and uh, that's what we're going with, of course, you know, all of your social media. Um, just real quick before I end this, um, thank you guys for letting me get a little sad sack there. Um, it means a lot. I didn't think I, – I thought I had my S together, but – Mark, as soon as, no, you, it, it, as, soon it, as it, you, I read your message on the messenger, I was like, listen, I know – I." End of the year's been rough for everybody, and I know the end of the year was. I won't get into detail because it's nobody's fucking business. Um, I it, it was rough, and you took some time off, and you can always take as much time as you need. No, I know you are part of this family, but I wanted to give you a chance. When that went down, I <laughs> I, I sent a simple message, and I and of course the door was open. It's always open, brother. Yeah, I, I know. I'll bother you later too. I, yeah, I, you better. I wrote you this whole message and then I deleted it. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'll wait until after Christmas to bother Dan. Bother me? But, I got that going on. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. Thank this. you guys both. Yeah. And and go go. Just so you know, not that we're not that we're going to have a lot of these going forward. All these sad. You ne- but you never have to say I'm sorry. Yeah, stop. I want stop, you to do two things. If you yeah. get upset or happy, don't apologize. Unless mm-hmm. you're like, I think that child molester was so funny. Don't do that. Yes. But I've never, I haven't done that yet. No, 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 no. But my yeah. point is, is never don't apologize it. and never ask. Just this is. I will present it, and I'm doing this live because uh, I don't feel like editing it out. Um, <laughs> say the same thing as the Craig. Your, your mm-hmm. podcast is a different universe than I've worked in. So yeah, just... Yes, thank you. I've gotten compliments that they like, people like how it sounds, and it doesn't sound like us trying to be a radio show, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how good I am. But my point is, <laughs> that was a well, joke. I am that damn good. No, my point was, is this is your show as much as it is mine, as much as your... I've rented, I've rented, I vent, vented today on social media, meaning about how it looks. That has nothing to do with who I work with and what I want to do. It is your show. It is Craig's show. It is my show. Don't apologize. Don't ask. Just fucking do. If, if, I, if I can, you know, I. You just did I like, it. I feel like I dubbed the name above average uh, comedian. Um, you, I, I feel like tonight you've almost elevated yourself to. Almost mediocre comedian. Thank you, Dan. So I'll you, take you, it. You, you, you've you've leveled up somehow, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. I think average is better than mediocre. So can I? Uh, but but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then um, I'll come up with something that's a more complimentary. Thank you. We'll, we'll figure it out. And you 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 sir certainly well rolled the twenties. Yes. Uh, oh, in this past you. year. So thank you, and thanks for letting me come back, man. Like honestly, if this is the last one we're doing for the year, thank you guys for letting me come in and be part of the family again. And this has been a blast. And it, you know what? It's a really nice distraction from the universe that I live in. And it, it's it's awesome to come here and just complain about uh, guys in spandex complaining about other guys in spandex. <laughs> and don't forget, I have a story to tell you off air. So no, 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 I'm gonna hang. Uh, Craig, there. Follow you how where? Uh, well, Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> Follow you how where? 
Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagon, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. Follow me, Feel Beast Loser, at Daniel83 <laughs> on all social media platforms. I want to thank Tara Clouds for being an upright uh, C-word at the beginning of the show. It was very funny. <laughs> and now we have inside jokes that will last us for another 10 years like anybody else who's ever crossed us. Uh, follow us, follow me at all social media platforms, Danlaw83, twitch.tv or youtube.com slash Danlaw83. Go to the headquarters, vocnation.com, on your smartphone, on your podcast app, type in VOC Nation Radio Network. Find all the episodes there and listen and tell all your friends. And hashtag re- Fat Luke Harper. Ha- hashtag Fat Luke Harper. For <laughs> Fat Luke Harper, for the gentleman that is Craig Lagans, I am the above. Well, I am for now the above average comedian, Dan Alchico. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.